So today is Pentecost Sunday, the day in which we celebrate, as we heard in the readings, the coming of the Holy Spirit. Pentecost comes from a Greek word, which literally translates into 50th day. So Jesus Christ died, rose from the dead. 40 days later, he ascended into heaven. And then 10 days after that is when the Spirit came down upon the apostles. And so we all know growing up, whenever we learned about Pentecost, whether it was in Catholic school, religious education, or CCD, we probably drew a picture of all the apostles in a room with like tongues of like flames above their head, which we read in the scriptures. And Jesus Christ was talking for a while, the Holy Spirit is coming, and it is better for me if I leave than if he comes. And I think often in our faith, the Holy Spirit is like the neglected person of the Trinity. We, of course, talk about God the Father of good amount all the time. Jesus Christ is the centerpiece of this church on the cross, in the tabernacle. And then often we forget the Holy Spirit even exists. We just kind of think of him in dove form, hovering places. And so who is the Holy Spirit and what is his job? Well, in order to illustrate this, um, I think a little story might be helpful. So about a month ago, I went for a confirmation in Texas. I was uh, an eighth grader's sponsor. And so the kid used to be here at the parish. He served a daily mass every day for two years. And so then he asked me, hey, Father, would you mind being my sponsor when I get confirmed next year? I said, yeah, of course, I would love to. Well, a month later, they decided to move to Texas. And so I still flew out there, and I was his sponsor in his new home, his new home parish. And so I always like to book a very early flight in the morning, because I just want to get going early. I don't want to waste a day flying. And so I always also travel in my priest clothes, because I think it's a great way to evangelize being in the airport in your collar. So I woke up super early, 3.30 in the morning, packed quickly, and then drove to O'Hare, and I had a 6.05 a.m. flight. And so as I was giving the lady my ticket, entering the plane, I was immediately overcome with how tired I was. And I was like, so exhausted, I barely slept. And so as I'm going down the aisle to get my seat, all I was thinking was, I just want to get in here, sit down, put my headphones in, and take a nap. Like, that's all I want to do. I like, just want to shut out the world, put a mask on, and just exist and sleep. And so I sat down, and I was sitting there, and I saw the gentleman who was going to sit next to me come down the aisle, and he's with his son. He was about in his 40s. His son was a teenager. And the father was sitting next to me. He was in the middle seat. I was on the aisle. And his son was across from us in the middle seat on the other side. And all of a sudden, I thought, uh, maybe I should offer my seat. Since they came together, they can sit next to one another. But then for some reason, I thought, hmm, I think I'm supposed to sit here. And then I thought, no, no, I, I should offer my seat. And then I thought, no, I think I'm supposed to sit here. And so I sat there. And then as soon as the plane started taking off, I was overcome again with that sense of, I'm very tired. So I did put on my headphones, I closed my eyes, I took a nap about an hour, and I woke up to the lady with the cart for the drinks. So I got my ginger ale and my crackers, and I drank and had my, my food. And as I woke up, 
I look to my left, and now the gentleman next to me is holding a rosary and a saint book. And I'm like, oh, okay, I think that's a pretty clear sign that he would like to talk, because he's announcing to me that he's Catholic, right? And I'm clearly announcing I'm a priest. So, okay, I will say hello. I said, sir, what book are you reading? I said, I'm reading a book on the saints. I said, well, you obviously are Catholic, I would assume. You have a rosary in your hand and you're reading a saint book. He said, yeah, I'm Catholic and um, I'm just, I'm excited to be traveling. I'm going on my first pilgrimage ever. I said, really, who did you go with? He's like, well, my son's here. There's eight of us on this plane, but there's over 200 of us traveling around the country to go for two weeks to Fatima and we're going to go to Italy and visit the Holy Father, see the Pope, go see where Padre Pio's from, and we're just going to see all these holy sites. I've never left the country, and I'm just so excited for this trip. And I was like, wow, that sounds awesome. I'm so excited for you as well. And so over the course of the next hour and a half, two hours, we talked about his life, his journey, how he had this great conversion, came back to the church, became really a man of God, and brought his family back to the church. His son's now really loving the faith, and I one point shared my story, my conversion, how I decided to become a priest. And as we were about to land, he says, you know, it's funny, Father. Um, this morning I woke up and I was really rushed out the door and I missed morning mass with the group. And I also missed confession. And I really wanted to get confession before the trip in order to like just start the trip out right with a clean soul. And he said, the funny thing is, when we were in the terminal, we saw you sitting there eating your McDonald's breakfast. <laughs> and we thought, gosh, there's a priest. And the lady next to me said, how crazy would it be if you were sitting next to that priest? Because then you could get that confession you wanted. <laughs> and I said, whoa. Well, here it is, Providence. You are sitting next to that priest. I said, well, let's do this. After, after this plane lands, let's hear your confession. As we left together, we went to the side where like, the security guards were all hanging out. And I heard his confession. And then right afterwards, we went and I met his entire group and uh, gave them all a blessing as they began their pilgrimage. And I remember walking away just being like, whoa, like, what a beautiful moment. Beautiful Holy Spirit moment. And the reason I share that story is because in order for that to happen, that beautiful grace, was there very small little moments where myself and that gentleman had to say yes to the quiet voice of the Holy Spirit leading us. And so prior to that plane, months before I had to go on the internet and go, hmm, which flight do I want to take? I somehow had to be led to that one. And then I had to go, okay, which seat do I want? I always want an aisle seat. Click that one. And then when I left early, I had to decide, I, even though I don't need to, I want to wear my priest clothes. And then I had to get my McDonald's breakfast, and they had to go over there and look and go, hey, isn't that crazy? What if you're sitting next to that priest? And then when I sat down, I had to go, gosh, I should offer my seat. And then something inside of me said, no, I think you're supposed to sit here next to him. Because if I didn't, the sun would have been there, but the conversation would never happen. So I had to say yes to that, and then he had to say yes to when I'm sleeping, him going, I think I'm going to take out my rosary and my book. <laughs> send, send Father a signal. 
And then I had to say yes to yes, I'm going to initiate that conversation. And then he had to say yes to the little spirit that said, tell him you wanted confession. Don't be afraid. And then I had to say yes to that. And then yes to the blessing. And so because of all these little Holy Spirit moments, this man got all of his sins forgiven. This big grace happened and they got this beautiful blessing before their trip. And they, we all saw the working of God. And so the reason I say that is because so often we think, okay, God wants to communicate with us. Yes. And the Holy Spirit wants to be the primary communicator. But we often think it's supposed to be some big flashy neon sign or some box from heaven that we open up and it says, do this. Rather, it's this quiet voice that leads us to do great things. And we can't be afraid to listen to the quiet voice because Jesus Christ said bold things. He said, when I ascend and when the Holy Spirit comes, you will do greater things than I will. That's what Jesus Christ said. You will do greater things. And how is this possible? Because yes, we receive Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. He becomes one with us. We have God inside of us, physically and tangibly. And then the Holy Spirit comes down upon us and that Spirit leads us. We have the voice of God embedded in our souls. We do not need to go far to hear His voice. And so when you wake up every day, you should be excited to get out there and conquer the world with God's love. We should not be waking up and going, oh, it's another day. Oh, great, i got to go to work and then get home and do this and that. No! Wake up and go, yes! I get to bring God's love into the world. I'm going to say yes to this little voice. I'm going to say yes to the next little voice. And great, incredible things are going to happen. Not because of the things I will do, but because of the things God will do in and through me if I listen. And so how do we listen? Very simple. When you enter a moment, just ask God, what do you want me to do here? Think and listen for just a brief few moments. And whatever little voice you hear, check it for a second and say yes, according to two things. If the voice you hear is saying something, listen and check it with two things. Is it sinful? And if, would God do it, Jesus? Is the thing sinful? And would Jesus do it? If it's sinful, no, wrong voice. Okay, I'll give you an example. So you're at the supermarket and you're getting your food checked out and you go, gosh, that woman looks very sad behind the counter. You hear a little voice that says, ask her if you could pray for her. Is it sinful? No. Would Jesus do it? Yes. Do it. If you get home one day and you recognize, gosh, it's been a busy day, I want to sit down and just relax and go to the basement and watch TV, but I don't know, my kids haven't seen me all day. Okay, is that sinful to probably not talk to your kids and spend four hours watching TV? Yeah, it is. Would Jesus Christ do that? No, he would go upstairs, hang out with his kids. Listen to that voice, go up there. If you just had a fight with your spouse and you think, gosh, I just don't want to talk to them for two days, or I want to send them a message. Is that sinful? Yes. Would God do it? No. Don't do it. And so use those two questions. Is it sinful? Yes or no? Would Jesus do it? Do it. It's that simple. And we shouldn't be afraid of that. And we will see incredible things happen because how we know the Holy Spirit is working is by the fruits. 
And you'll be blown away if you listen to that voice and accept it and say yes. And then your days will become radically changed. And the more you say yes to that voice, God's voice, the Holy Spirit, the more you'll see the fruits. And then the more when you hear the voice, you'll go, that's the voice I should listen to. Yeah, I should sit here. Yeah, I should click that flight. Yeah, I should sit there. Yes, I should ask him if he's Catholic. And incredible things will happen. And so let us not be afraid to wake up every day so excited to conquer this world with Jesus Christ. With him to destroy sin and death, say yes. And beautiful things will happen in your life and those around you. And so on this Pentecost Sunday, come Holy Spirit, let us accept your love and not be afraid to blaze with the fire of God.